This week on Erotic Awakening... Chatting with Slaves. Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. Thank you to House Meta for helping us with that little <laughs> intro thing. Not too long ago, you and I were at a MS retreat. We were. Masters were being served, and it was mm-hmm. somewhat of a formal situation. Uh, it just so happened that at this particular retreat, it was male masters and female slaves. Right. We'll, we'll use that terminology, terminology for that the pronouns. Mm-hmm. But um, interesting question came up. Yes. Would you still do Naked Slave Girl? And is that something you still aspire to? Mm-hmm. It was a good question. So since we had... Uh, a couple of different slaves and uh, most of the entire house meta sitting Mm -hmm. around the other night. We pulled out the microphone, we asked the slaves some questions, and got some interesting answers. Yep, fascinating. These were all people that, by the way, live uh, a 24-7 master-slave relationship of some sort, Mm -hmm. or have lived that relationship. Yes. So we'll be chatting about that coming up. We will also be uh, playing that interview that you did from the slave retreat at Castle Griffin that you did some time ago. Right. That was a little while back. So over in uh, Washington, D.C. Awesome weekend. And the same sort of situation. Bunch of slaves sitting around chatting, discussing Mm -hmm. life, the universe. And and, everything. everything. (laughs) I want to start off today's show, though, by thanking Slave Gem for helping with the website. Eroticawakening.com is moving right along. And Still sh- under construction, but showing some progress. Interesting thing we did with Slave Gem the other day. Um, we really pushed her towards some of the goals that she's trying to achieve. Right, on a personal level. And uh, we got to see a, oh my God, I don't think I can do this Slave Gem. Mm-hmm. And then we put her in front of a computer. <laughs> right. And I said, can you fix this code? Can you modify this? Can you do that? And she's uh-huh. like, get out of my way. <laughs> exactly. Right. Bing. <laughs> Did her little victory dance with that, and that's great. Also, want to thank Master Rick. Did you know Master Rick is our new audio engineer for the podcast? I didn't know that. I bet he doesn't know that either. <laughs> but he's smarter than we are when it comes to audio stuff. For example, if you've noticed that the microphone. Uh, it looks different this time. Well, that's because we're using it in a new method, a method called... The correct way? Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Apparently, we were talking into its ass earlier. No wonder. So, hopefully, this sounds a little bit better. We also have a pea shield on it as well. I think it's okay. what it's called. It's supposed to, like, uh, stop the pops? It's supposed to stop the pops. Okay. Or prevent jism from hitting the microphone depending on, <laughs> on the podcast. Also want to mention that one of the topics coming up will be fire play. Do you nice. Know, do you know why that will be coming up? Um, if I remember right, it's because somebody asked about it and somebody had some questions that we couldn't answer. We had a listener that said, I would like to hear more about fire play. Nice. And because we pander to our listeners, mm-hmm. ask and ye shall receive. Nice. It just so happens Fireplay is going to be a tricky one to talk about, but uh, Extra Special Tom, who is our local Fireplay mm-hmm. guru, 
who has <laughs> fire flogged you. Oh, yes, indeed. In the dark at a campsite. That is just so wicked. <laughs> and in case you're curious, fire flogging is where you literally take floggers, prepare uh-huh. them in a certain way, light them on fire, and then flog someone. Yep. I.e. Yep. Me. Yes. <laughs> what else is going on, you all know? Oh, it's, you know what? Speaking of which, the person that uh, asked about fire play... Mm-hmm. Asked via our website, eroticawakening.com. And what I've done is created a new page, which you haven't seen yet. Okay. It's called Got Comments. And if you don't want to go over to FetLife and participate in the forum over there. Right. But you want to post something on our wall. Right. Over eroticawakening.com, we now have a Got Comments section where you can post your comments there. Oh, I really like that. So you can post for feedback or find out where we're going to be appearing next or ask for nude pictures of... (laughs) <laughs> one of us as you wish nice and if you go over there and comment you'll be the first person because right now it's just this blank piece of paper that looks like nobody likes us oh. so head over there and fill it up we got a lot of feedback on last week's show <laughs> including ugh, some not so great <laughs> feedback as well and maybe this isn't bad feedback per se but on the We'd mentioned last week's show was, is this a lifestyle? Right. What do you think? What do you think? And really, the, the intention of that was to put it out there as an opinion. Right. Here's what Dan feels. Here's what Joe feels. Here's what this person from the uh, Twitter felt. Here's mm-hmm. what you feel. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, neither here nor there. If you really want to discuss it and you want to tell us we're fucked and it's not a lifestyle and we're crazy, feel free to head over to Erotic Awakening Group at FetLife. And you can post their, you know, if you think you're full of shit and that it's a hobby, post that. If you feel that it is deeply impersonal and meaningful for you and it is a core part of your lifestyle, post that. Mm-hmm. One of our listeners wrote in and said that it's a, a very important component of their life. Another one wrote in and said, eh, it's just a hobby. Right. So we don't care to convince you to feel one way or the other. We know how we feel about it and, you know, how we live it. So, and everybody else has the right to have their own opinion. So yep, absolutely. There. Oh, yeah. Um, last week's show was a really long show for us. We normally like to keep it at about 35 to 40 minutes because that's how long it takes me to drive to work. <laughs> exactly. And that way I can listen to the whole Your thing. drive is shorter now, so we're lucky we haven't shortened the podcast. <laughs> We've got too much stuff. And even worse, actually, <laughs> that last one was wrong, pretty long. Yeah. If you didn't get a chance to hear at the very end of that one, we had Jason of Beat Me in St. Louis come in and talk about Beat Me in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I just heard that there are still some tickets left. So let me just take about a minute or two of that conversation and play that for you right now. And if you're not interested in other people's events, fine. Give us a minute or two. We'll get back to everything else. If you think maybe I want to go to this event, maybe I'm thinking about going to an event this year. Maybe I want to go to the best fucking event out there. Maybe this is it. Maybe it is. So here we are driving on our way to an event, and uh, we happen to get uh, Jason from Beat Me in St. Louis on the phone. Jason, you there? Yes, I am. We do our best to bring in a wide variety of presenters. Uh, We know that times are tough, and we work very hard to keep our prices down and offer as much, you know, for your money as we possibly can. You know, we bring in top presenters from all over the country. We offer, you know, 10,000 square foot of dungeon space. We actually have two dungeons now. One is a regular dungeon that has the hard pounding music that people love to play to. And then the other dungeon is uh, a softer music dungeon. 
Well, you know, we have a, a huge list of people, and, uh, you know, people can go to our website. It's uh, beatmeinstl.com, um, you know, uh, and see the list. We have Goddess Lakshini coming in. Sweet Limey is going to be doing classes. The two naughty boys uh, are coming in. They they do Shibari Khan, and then they stay on the West Coast. And um, I talked with Dan and JD, and they've said, you know, we'd love to come up. We've heard so much about your events. Everyone talks about them. We want to do your event. So we've got them coming out doing a slew of classes, and their stuff is just absolutely fantastic. And I've gotten more response, you know, uh, from the rope people. They're super excited. It's coming in from all over the country, uh, especially the East Coast. We've got Jay Weissman coming out. We've got Miss Cynthia coming out. Paradox, all the way from Alaska. Lee Harrington is coming back. Lord Prophet. Uh, just, just to name a few of them, and there, there are so many more. And thank you, Jason, for talking with us about Beat Me in St. Louis. Mm. I'm absolutely looking forward to um, making it out there next year. So That'd be awesome. And there's not many events that we go to on our own dime mm-hmm. anymore that you know that's that far away right i think we're gonna have to make an exception on that one i think so anything else you want to talk about before we get into the topic um only that we've got a couple of local things going on this week <laughs> so what are you about this week well this week next week well, about, we've got some today too <laughs> at the moment we are done recording this you have to run off and do something don't you i do i have a um submissive round table that i am leading today and it is on rituals and protocols in an ms relationship um that is the ais group's submissive round table tonight we've got the prisco party uh, Purple Rose Society of Central Ohio. Where you will be awarded the 2010 Prisco Presenter of the Year. Yay! Huzzah, oh my God. Thank you. So, my, oh, my also. pleasure. Believe me. <laughs> and then next week, I've got House Meta's Slave Chat on Friday night. And then we've got the MS Chat on Sunday. Yep. So. All that stuff coming up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. If you're in the uh, Ohio area and you would like to attend any of that stuff, if this is stuff that you're passionate about or you want to learn more about mm-hmm. or you're just curious or... We'll more... give, yeah, we'll give you more information on how to attend. There you go. If you, listener, are out there and you're like, well, I would like to announce my event. I would like to announce our munch group. I would like to announce that I'm doing a collaring with mm. my slave. I would like to announce that my spanking group needs more asses to spank. Whatever. Product books whatever we don't care mm-hmm. feel free to give us a holler we'll be happy to share the word about whatever it is that you've got going on most definitely you can get a hold of us via <laughs> a bunch of different ways <laughs> email dan and dawn at eroticawakening.com we still have voicemail 206-309-0054 the fetlife group called erotic awakening and on good old twitter dan and dawn Not too long ago, we went to a local retreat with mm-hmm. the uh, group Chords. Right. And we were talking about what does it mean to be a slave to you right now? What is it, you know, the serving of dinner, how much of that is being a slave? Right. Waiting to be seated until someone acknowledges that you can be seated, right? Mm-hmm. One of the nicest experiences about that retreat for me was that on Saturday morning, I woke up and a woman that I barely knew, I, I, I knew who she was, we've interacted with them once or twice, but can't uh-huh. say I really knew who she was. Right. She uh, came over to me 
And with a little bit of prompting, she knelt in front of me and she said, during this weekend, my master's commanded that I am to be slave to everyone in the entire household. Mm -hmm. If there's anything you need of me, please let me know. Awesome. It was a very interesting experience. Now, I happen to believe for myself that if you're going to make that kind of a that kind of an offer mm-hmm. that I'm going to take it seriously. Absolutely. I immediately had her follow me into another room and had her suck my cock. No. No, you didn't. That wouldn't be creative enough for you. <laughs> you came up with something very creative. I did not have her do anything sexual <laughs> at all. But I did teach her how I like a slave to kneel. And I have a particular way that our slave Jim, Jim. kneels for mm-hmm. me and stands up for me. And it's nothing special per se, but it's very fluid. It's, it's ceremonial. It's mm. very, it's, it's a presentation. I really like that. I do too. And so I took this slave who just offered herself to me and I taught her how to kneel. Right. And then you, I, I had you assist us in some modifications on mm-hmm. different ways to kneel. For me, if you're going to offer yourself as a slave in the MS lifestyle, mm-hmm. then... I'm going to take that very seriously. Mm-hmm. So, as it should be taken. A lot of people view master slave differently. Mm-hmm. We've talked about before, or mistress slave doesn't matter, right? Right. That the language becomes more and more fluid. And it means topping and bottoming to some mm, people. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm not going to start ranting about okay. that. Again. We talked about that before. What we did is we sat around with a bunch of slaves and said, in this situation, how would you react? You know, right. These are people that are no longer, you know, it's not something like I'm on the internet chatting with someone that I'm thinking about getting to know. Right. When you and I first started mm-hmm. chatting, we talked about the whole... You not having to work, you not wearing any clothes except your collar, you staying home and being a house slave. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I come home every day, greeting me in high ritual and constantly in a state of a formal master slave relationship, right? Right. That type of relationship requires that I do not get laid off from my job. Right. That I never get pneumonia. Right. That I don't have little pissy fits and, right. <laughs> and get in bad moods. And um, that I, tell I don't you, go back to school full time, that I'm not working. <laughs> I, I tell you, when I throw a hissy fit, <laughs> there's a lot of fitting to be hissied. Right, <laughs> guess. It rarely happens. But, yeah, but, but the reality does. is, sometimes, I, you know, when I get sick, I get, I'm kind of whiny. I've been told. Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> that is the first time you've said just a little. <laughs> not just, yeah, you do. Um, but that's reality, right? We're, right? we're acting in a real world. So is it realistic to be a slave in that deep slave mode 24-7? Or is that just a fantasy? Mm, good question. So, and that's what we talked about. It would be hard to be in it 24-7, I would imagine, unless you're in the house. 24 7 in the deep slave mode i mean we've got the foundation you know i am slave and i've got it going most of the time but um you know i've got half of that fantasy going here yeah but do you want (laughs) would you want to live it 
pure 24-7. And here's what you would, this is what that would okay. mean to me. Okay. You get to stay home all the time. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about any kind of making income, that kind of stuff. Right. You do have to keep the house clean. Right. And you have to be naked and kneeling when I get home because that's what slaves do. Right? You have to take right. care of the food and the laundry and a lot of the stuff you do already. That's what I'm thinking. I've got part of that down. You have to give up being Reverend Dawn. You have to Ooh. give up doing the weddings. You have to give up running around, no. doing your workshops. I've got a biker wedding coming up. That's going to be so fucking cool. That, that is going to be very cool. But no, 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 no. I can't have my slave running around doing things like that. So you're not going to be doing that. You're not going to be hanging out with your friend Chrissy or your friend... Uh, Cynthia, Cynthia or, Jody, or, or yeah. Jody or any of these other people. You mm-hmm. know, you're not going to be running off to the coffee shop to sit there and work on spreadsheets and stuff. I'm running up to Kent University to see Starhawk and wow. No, you know, I don't think I could give that stuff up. That's part of being a creative person. That's part of experiencing life. Even more. I, I Podcast listeners might notice that little ding ding in the background, and for those Uh-oh. that you're getting text messages, I'm right. going to take that away too. I'll pick up your phone and see who you're getting text messages from, and, and then I'm going to reply. Don't send my slave text messages. She's my slave. If you want to get a hold of her, get a hold of me. And if you got to get a hold of me to get a hold of her, it's going to be annoying to me. Okay, I don't like the annoying part, but I really liked it at the beginning when people had to talk to you to get to me. Yeah, I was your property. I was you were protecting me. It was that was really nice, but yeah, that's I don't want to annoy you. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. So maybe it's more complex than we think it is. Maybe it's not yeah. as simple as oh, I would just love to give up. And you know, this is a classic fantasy, right? It I is. Would... I know of people when we first got into this that were seriously considering signing contracts for this type of life. To where they would only be there as the use of the master. They wouldn't have phones. They wouldn't have any contact with family or the outside world. I mean, it was mm-hmm. real fantasy. And I talk to them now, six, seven years later, and they're like, oh my God, I'm so glad I didn't follow through with that. So, I don't know. I tell you. Yeah? I would make a really rotten submissive. Yeah? And I'd make a really crappy slave. Why? I think. Because I don't have the the heart for it yeah but the idea of giving up my phone giving up my laptop giving up my email my 18 email accounts not mm-hmm. having to update things not having to the responsibility not getting up at work for the morning you know you would be bored with inside a week though <laughs> i know it sounds it sounds like a dream it sounds very appealing to just give up all those yes. responsibilities and bring your entire centered of being into Taking care of one person. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I could see that. I, I could see how that would really appeal to some people. And when you say it like that, I'm like, ooh, I would really like that. But then you take away my biker wedding, and I'm like, ooh, I don't know, <laughs> you know? So. You're right. I'd get bored inside of a week. I'd be up on the internet getting a slave to serve me. <laughs> so I could. You know, master or mistress would come mm-hmm. home and I'd be naked slave boy kneeling there and in the closet I'd have my slave <laughs> who actually did all, did the, all work. the work. <laughs> and this is the big studio. No bed, unfortunately, Aww, this time. Not this time. So let's say, so who all do we have here? Um, yeah. Slave Jam, well-known podcast veteran at this point. Sure. <laughs> that works. <laughs> I'm Sherry. 
I am Rick. And I'm Rick's kitten. And that's it? Well, me and you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if our listeners don't know who we are by now, we're fucked. So the time, we were talking about something a while ago, and this came about as about a few weeks ago, Dawn and I went to a master-slave retreat in beautiful Hocking Hills. Mm-hmm. And during the retreat, the uh, people that identified as masters, and I'm not going to play with all the um, proper gender identification, we're going to use masters and slaves or dominant submissives, the masters all got to sit down at the table, and the slaves and submissives got to make dinner and serve dinner. It wasn't very high protocol, but it was that level of formality. Right, yeah, it was, it was kind of, I don't want to use the word casual, because we still served, we still cooked, we still waited to be invited to sit at the table, but we were allowed to sit at the table, and we served from the tables. So right. It, it was a little different. But the question came up at that retreat, if... You were told, Donna, at Friday night, this lasts from Friday to Sunday, mm-hmm. for context. Donna, on Friday night, I want you to strip off all your clothes right. and put on your big, thick collar mm-hmm. and go sit in the corner. Right. And you are that slave for the entire weekend. And we used to talk in uh, chords about having that, my fantasy of you come home and I'm playing naked slave girl. Right. Right. I'm sitting there on my little naked knees and dinner's made and... I've got my collar on, and da-da-da-da-da. Very common fantasy, mm-hmm. you know, for many people getting into the, into the lifestyle. Right. I used to fantasize about it a lot. Yeah. Uh, Jim, have you ever had that fantasy? Yes, I have. Chrissy? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. So, so the question is... Right. After you've been doing this for a little while, and Jamie, you ever been you're not too experienced. Don, you've been around a few twenty-four hours now. Kitten, you've been Rick's kitten, you've been around a few twenty-four hours now. Would you still do it? Are you still ready? If I said, boom, corner, corner slave, and you're not you don't even have a name for the rest of this weekend. You're slave. Shoot. So well, I know for me when you first mentioned it at the table when we were talking my energy kind of dropped and I was thinking, oh no, I don't want to be that person when everybody, all the other slaves are allowed to run around. Because even though it's been a fantasy, I was really having fun that weekend with interacting with everybody. So I had to wait until I was thinking about it a little bit more and putting it back into the fantasy land and yeah, I got back there. I think I would really enjoy doing that. So, you know, the, the, one of the caveats that was put into it was, you know, because I told Dan, yeah, I think I could do it if you were still there. And he's like, oh, no, you're a slave. I could leave. You know, you would, be, you would belong to the house. So that was like, oh, Dan would leave. Hmm. You know, but I've, I've been able to put it back into fantasy stage. So let me hear what you guys have to say. Wow. Um... If Master told me that's what I was going to do, that's what I would do, mm-hmm. point blank. I would be probably extremely giddy and nervous at the same time around people that I maybe don't spend a lot of time with and to be in that circumstance. Um, I don't think that Master would leave me in that circumstance for our dynamic, but it would definitely feed a fantasy, and I would feel immensely proud being his girl if he told me to do that and be that way. Mm-hmm. Nice. Jim? 
I mean, it, it is it, it, an enticing fantasy, but there's one thing I've learned in my service is that maybe I'm not quite complete slave just yet. I find I'm maybe still more submissive, and I think even in a private setting, that would probably push my limits a little bit. I mean, because mm -hmm. I'm you know I'm not very comfortable being by myself. We're just not having a name or that kind of identity, so to me, pro eh, probably not. Okay. So. Well, one of the things that I brought up at the table was that um, even though at the moment, you know, like I said, I, I was feeling more more um, casual in that atmosphere, even though it was protocol-based, um, it felt very challenging to me for some reason. And at the beginning of our relationship, no, 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 probably near the middle of our relationship, it, it would have been more of um, a fantasy and absolutely being proud to do it. And it's, it's at that point when you ask the question, it felt like a challenge. Then it was like, no, 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 I don't think I could do that and be ignored with the possibility of being ignored, not a guarantee, you know, but Every time you've pushed me through a challenge like that, that made my heart thump a little bit faster and I think I can't do it, I've come out extremely better on the other side mm -hmm. for having accomplished it. Mm -hmm. So I think I would actually enjoy that opportunity. Not just on a fantasy level, but on a self-growth level. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Now, Sherry, you've been a, a member of this community for a long time. Have you already done this? Are you sitting there thinking, oh, I tried that already? It's, it, it's, it's a, it is one of the most rewarding things personally because you, I fought the whole thing inside. I mean, I had big fights inside of my brain going back and forth about how I didn't want to be doing something and almost trying to do it, but not to show outside because if I threw a fit, oh my gosh, I mean, I'd have been punished. Right. Exactly. Because it was something that I was asked to do. Mm -hmm. It was a simple request. But, and then when, when the process was over and everything, I was just, I, I felt like, I, I, I like, I can do this. I can do anything. <laughs> you know, like Rocky running up those stairs or down the stairs. I mean, mm -hmm. it was, it was amazing. And, and like Don said, I, I, I was better for it. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah, absolutely. And to not want to do something because everybody else is having a good time, well, too bad, you're slave. And, and I totally get that. Isn't that, I was, isn't that, isn't that I was a little afraid of, uh-oh, what if, what if everybody ignores me? Because the, the scenario that I had in my head was all the other slaves would be around too. So I would be ignored, which means I'd have to sit in the corner and get into my head. Okay, well, that's not such a bad place to be. Okay, it's a scary place to be, but it's not such a bad place to be. You know, and I was going, I was going through that. But I also figured out a little bit about myself in that just with that question at that moment, if I was put in the corner and I was the only slave girl and I knew that they were going to ask me to do things and command me to do things and I was the center of attention, oh, oh yeah, I'm right on board. Yes. That is fantasy fodder to AT. Yeah. So it's, it's that whole fear of being ignored. But I, yeah, I think that's a good thing. I think that's a challenge. I think that's a get on the other side thing. 
So, Master Rick, mm. do you harbor <laughs> this desire still? This having naked slave girl waiting on your every whim, and you know, and granted, you know, this kind of stokes my ego a little bit. The idea, mm-hmm. you know, to come over to your house and, you know, instead of bubbly Chrissy coming to the door, oh hi, Dan, come on in, da 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 da, to have this, you know, just naked girl laying there that I could just step over, you know, <laughs> until I, I want something. thought about. That fantasy in conjunction with uh, sharing in that experience with anyone else, that's a new thought for me. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, I think it's fantasy for most of us uh, from one direction or another. Um, I've never given it a thought as to doing a public event or whether folks were over um, to have her naked in, in a corner or serving in that way. It's an interesting thought. I think I'd have to ponder about that one. Well, does that take us back to... Uh, the kinky monogamy aspect. I mean, is that a reflection of within my kinky monogamy, mm-hmm. you know, I don't need my slave girl running around naked for other people to see? I'm sure it is. I mean, yeah, uh, never liked sharing my toys when I was a kid either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that's funny because I kind of get excited when other people play with my Tonka truck and stuff. I, <laughs> I actually didn't want to hear from the Tonka truck. Did you like the way he pushed you around? Tonka <laughs> trucks. <laughs> So, I'm, Classical reference. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I do have a little bit of experience with this. Um, some of our collaring ceremonies, you would take off some of our recalling ceremonies. You would take off my collar and give me to the house, which means the group of people that were there helping us celebrate. Mm-hmm. You know, and I had to go through that fear of not being connected to you, but trusting you that you knew what you were doing and you knew what challenge you were putting me through and trusting that I would come out okay on the other side. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having to strip in front of people and then whoever wanted to play with me was allowed to play with me or whoever wanted to command me was allowed to command me. And yeah, so I've been through that. I still think it's the whole being ignored. You know, I think I got through that because I was the center of attention. Mm. Well, okay, I'm a social butterfly. Everybody who knows me and listening that knows me knows this about me. Um, but I'm just as fine sitting in a corner alone because whatever he's having me doing, just like I'm on my chain, I can't talk to anybody if I'm on leash. Oh, see, I love that. He's doing what he feels is best and what he wants mm-hmm. in response as his slave, mm-hmm. this person that worships him. Mm-hmm. I still feel that I'm... For, you know, putting out who I am, who we are, what he mm-hmm. expects, and I know that he takes pride in that. Absolutely, yeah, I can absolutely still see myself do it. You know, and I can see myself turning that little corner to where it would be okay and I'd be all proud and, you know, that I was doing what was being told of me. But my first reaction was, no, don't ignore me. <laughs> well, I get those little clicks in my head, even as a slave, when I don't want to do something. You know, mm-hmm. I know it's like, oh, I'm a little nervous, or oh, what if people say something? And then I'm like, what do I care what they say? Right. All that matters is what he says to me and yeah. how we represent ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, totally agree. Very neat. Very neat. And this is not to say that there's a right way or wrong way to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's some great, you know, differences in what you guys are describing from a, you know, from a kinky monogamy perspective. I don't know that I want my slave running around serving other people. From Don and I's perspective, Don's fantasy is the fact that there are other people using mm-hmm. or telling her what to do. Be it both, and, and Don's fantasy runs both the gamut of from a sexual aspect, just being everybody's fuck toy, to also just be being the service for everyone and saying, 
Oh, go get that slave. Oh, Rub go do this. Feet, be a stool, anything like that. But yeah. It's, it, it might be the attention whore. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That could well be. I mean, I used to watch football, and, and I wanted to participate, and didn't know how, and I wanted to participate in a DS level, so you turned me into a stool. To me, that was heaven. <laughs> that is heaven. That, that yeah. is. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I take pleasure when I am allowed by Master to, in a service way, serve people, whether it's their plate, their food, their drink, wait on them. Mm-hmm. You know, I enjoy that. He sees I enjoy that. Plus, it's showing him respect. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's where I get that kind of thing that, that you get, but in my way. Right. Mm-hmm. So, well, let me ask you this, Jen. Mm-hmm. You, you say you're more of a submissive than a slave, and that may well be, uh, I want to be careful that we don't screw around words too much, you know. What gives you more satisfaction at the end of the day? When you help me put together the Erotic Awakening WordPress site, you know, using your skills and that kind of stuff with that, mm-hmm. or a kind of an ordeal kind of thing that I put you through, like for example, being naked in front of the house for the first time. And that's probably not a great example because you don't know how that feels yet. But something along those lines. As a slave, what is more fulfilling, I guess, for you to get at the end of the day to say, I served by using all my skills and potential and helped him create, or I served him by doing something which the inside of me screamed, no, I can't do this, and was able to do so anyway. Because I end up being, I think I do a good job with my submissives and my slaves of saying, I am proud of you, regardless of which one it is. Neither both have value to me, and I, I feel like I do a good job of saying, you've served me well in such and such. And, and as a side note, I will have to be honest, I do a good job of also saying, this is incorrect, do it this way instead. You're still not doing it correctly, I want it done exactly like this. So I, I have to admit, I am not Mr. Kind and Gentle, compassionately <laughs> master all the time. So which do you find is of more, I don't know what the word is, more fulfilling or... Mm. My initial thought is the first one, mm-hmm. using my skills. Yeah. Um, if I probably sat and stood on it, I might kind of change my mind, but I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's kind of in that gray area right now. So I'm kind of, I don't know. And I spend a lot of time sort of thinking on it and writing on it and trying to figure out what it is that I find that makes me happy. Because I mean, in terms of like doing tea service, I mean, you know, I find that fulfilling knowing that, you know, I'm kind of put on this nice presentation and I've made people happy. But, I don't know, sometimes pushing my boundaries can get to a point where it bothers me mm-hmm. more that it's not as fulfilling as maybe using my skills. Mm-hmm. So, that's kind of where I am. Cool. So, I, I think it's kind of normal to drift towards what you are more comfortable with. I know that's what I did at the beginning. I wanted to do what I was comfortable with. Don't push me, don't push, wait, push me, push me. <laughs> you know, so I think you can, you know, you'll get through that. So I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how that turns out, actually, because everybody is so different. It could be that it's, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It could be that it, it's difficult because, I mean, for a while I, I liked more the element of pushing, and I think just right now I 
that life outside the house has really crept in and I don't have the hard drive space in my brain to actually sit down and be, you know, really spit through. I know, deep moment there. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, to be able to kind of let that have the power that it used to. Now it's more of a, yeah, this is my comfort zone. This is what I can work with. You know, I, I just don't have the resources to kind of push myself and be content about it. Hmm. it and, and I'm going to enjoy coming back to this conversation in a couple of months, you know, and saying this is how it's been for me in these last couple of months. And, you know, da-da-da-da-da. And we don't know what it's going to be, right? I'm also looking forward to the master episode of the podcast <laughs> where we talk about why do we push like this? Why is it, you know, oh, I see that makes you uncomfortable. Why don't you do it anyway? You know, and what's the difference between a master who's a dick and a master who's a teacher? You know, so that'll make an interesting mm -hmm. future episode as well. So, last thoughts about slaves being a slave? What makes it good? What makes it bad? Simple, quick, burning desires. It's a it's a freedom. It's a freedom to be able to turn it over and and. And just be able to live. I mean, it's it's very peaceful. It's that whole surrender thing. So that's what I enjoy, and that's it's actually helped me on not just my slave path, but my spiritual path and everything that goes with it, hand in hand. For me, it's finally being accepted for who I am inside. Someone seeing that and taking me on a journey that just mm -hmm. goes more and more and is better all the time. I'm with Don on the element of surrender. It, it's when I'm definitely in that headspace. It, it's like all of the voices and the thoughts that are running around just go away for a while, and it's quiet. And quiet doesn't happen very often for me, and it's definitely what brings me to it, and what makes me think that this is something to really look at and to really focus and kind of bring to the surface. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Everyone, thank you very much for uh, being on the podcast today. Thank you for your opinions and thoughts and feelings. Very much uh, appreciated. And I am quite proud of the house meta and what we've created here. I'm, I am honored to be a part of it. Thank you, sir. As are we. Yeah. All right, Jim, go get the canes. We're going to defrag your hard drive. Purpose. <laughs> Let me see if we're recording. Are we recording? Yes, we are recording now. Okay. So we are sitting here today at Castle Griffin with uh, Anne and one, two, three, four, five, six more people. So um, sit at the slave retreat with Castle Griffin. So it is our lunchtime on the last day here. So we've got one more workshop and then we clean up and go home. So um, first off, I just want to give the audience a kind of an idea of what a slave retreat is. So, Anne, could you tell us a little bit about what the philosophy is behind a retreat? Oh, I'd be glad to. Um, I'm glad you brought that up, too, because a retreat for us is very different from a lot of other events that are held in the community. The retreat we try to create is a weekend getaway for people that are submissive or of the slave um, role. Mm -hmm. 
we try to create an environment to where we do have a few workshops or discussions, but mostly it's a relaxation time, it's communication, talking, hot tub time, fire pit, talking, sitting around the table, eating, of course, only healthy food. Oh, yeah, of course. No. <laughs> um, and talking. Did I mention talking? Yes, I We seem to have done a lot of so, talking yeah. this weekend. But uh, for us, the retreat is about relaxation. This is the time to get away from our normal routine, be with like-minded peers, and just be able to talk about our own issues and things that we like to talk about, and relax. So training hasn't been an integral part of this, but we are learning from each other. So it seems like each of us are on a different part of our path and our dynamics a little bit different. The years or months that we have in is a little bit different. But just by talking and sharing, we seem to be learning a lot. Would everybody agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah? So so what have you found and just speak, you know, I'm I'm not going to point fingers and have everybody speak up, but... (laughs) (laughs) You know, what did you hope to gain out of this retreat, and did it match your expectations, or what did you learn, you know? Anything come to mind? Well, I needed to get out of the house and make connections with other people, Mm -hmm. because it's a dark time of the year, and I tend to retreat. I needed to retreat. (laughs) (laughs) I tend to be reclusive. Okay. (laughs) And so I needed some place to be with other people, and it's hard for me to do that, so being in that environment like this where there's other slaves and submissives and a comfortable place that I know it's easier. And yeah, it helps. Awesome. I uh, almost didn't come because I actually needed an environment that was relaxation mm-hmm. and not being really intense, but um, I'm on a journey. I'm still exploring and I'm, I needed to be with like-minded uh, folks and learn from others. I think uh, one of our discussions about correcting our mistakes was really uh, educational. Even though we're not in a training class, it it was very uh, nice to exchange ideas and thoughts about that. So it's been really a really nice weekend, and I'm glad I came. Excellent. Okay, I'll go. (laughs) (laughs) What was the question? So uh, what did you expect, and has it lived up to your expectations, or did you learn anything? Just anything that jumps out. I really wasn't sure that I, that I expected anything. I just know that my journey has changed recently, and that I wanted to be around other people and have a safe place and hear from those who are either going in that direction who or are in that direction you know in that on in that spot of the road that mm-hmm. I'm going towards and um and it came at a good time you know unknowing to me so nice definitely I had the expectation of getting to have some relaxation in the hot tub that helps <laughs> yes and uh be able to relax from the role that I think all of our slaves have in a 24-7. One of the advantages is, is when you are caught up day-to-day living as a slave to someone, you can get lost in your problems. 
And so it's really nice to have a place to come where you feel completely free to brainstorm over the problems you're having and hear other people's suggestions on how to move forward so that you just don't feel so isolated and, and to be able to share common ideas. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, well, I know, I know I've never been to a slave retreat and um, really had no expectations. I know hot tub was mentioned in the email, so I'm writing Ann back, suit or no suit. <laughs> She's like, it's up to you. <laughs> so, um, so I expected a little bit of relaxation time, but um, I think my goal was, was to find a little more focus. So um, being in this for 11 years, I tend to lose focus sometimes. And actually, I think that really happened, you know, even without having the structure. Um, I know we were supposed to have a lot of time to read and walk and things like that, but we ended up spending our time chit-chatting for the most part and getting to know each other. So, you know, I can see some friendships being formed here, you know, whether they existed before or not. And, you know, so just good stuff, hearing from other people. So, I especially like the motivational uh, oh, yeah. searching that we were doing and, and making the posters. And mm-hmm. you know, I could look at others and I could see their emotions and their feelings and their directions and, and mo- things that will motivate them. And I, I think I'm going to cherish that poster. I don't know where I'm going to put it, but I'm going to hang it. Absolutely. So What I liked about that part, too, was... Um, people started to hand things around. Oh, this is perfect mm-hmm. for, uh-huh. you, for you. Or this, yep. made, this spoke to me about your poster, your your journey. Because we were getting to know each other. So we had spent that time found that you out know, through discussions. Right. So just sharing personal stuff and who we were. So, And, um, you know, my professor said there's no such thing as a split personality. But uh, I ended up with two boards. <laughs> I blame it on being a Gemini, but I did. Two boards. So in their opposites. <clears throat> per usual, so but yeah, I had a great time with that. I mean, we were sitting around clipping pictures out of magazines instead of going out for the s'mores or <laughs> being ready for dinner when dinner was ready. <laughs> for hours, for hours, for we hours. did. We spent hours on that. That was just a lot of fun. So, so what did we had? We had um, how to correct our mistakes. Um, Anne led another little discussion group when we first got here yesterday morning. So kind of focused us, and um, then we have massage today. So even though we're, it's not really a training. We're still going to go back with a lot more knowledge. I well, mean, especially not, with the massage. It's not training in the sense of. Um, it's not training in the sense of coming to a slave training to learn to be right. a slave. Right. This is not a skills class to make you a better slave. It's not a training to find out if you are a slave or not a slave. Mm-hmm. There are some wonderful uh, training programs that are out there. Right. Master Chino runs an excellent slave academy for somebody who truly wants to explore mm-hmm. whether or not they're a slave or to develop their slave mentality and slave heart even more to delve into it. We don't try to be that type of training. We're right. focused on the relaxation. We offer the classes and the workshops more to give focus and to give some guidance to it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I guess some improvement in like the massage techniques. I'm hoping some people will go back with some oh. improvement. Dan will be very oh, appreciative. <laughs> we can learn neck and shoulder. He'll be very appreciative. So anything we can learn. But yeah, listening to what uh, Ann said, this was like I mean, even though we're relaxing and everything, it did help me personally to focus. Mm-hmm. To focus. To look into myself, but to also really realize, because I learned from the the questions that have been asked, is that um, they are our focus, but we work on ourselves so that we can maintain them as our focus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. So, and we need to take care of ourselves so we can take care of them. So. But, uh, so would you guys do this again? Absolutely. This yeah. is at least my third time. Your third time? Awesome. <laughs> I guess you could. Yeah, I mean, I could see me coming yeah. back. I, I did the seven-hour drive, but still, <laughs> I'll come back. So, uh, so how often do you do this, Anne? We, we try to do the slave retreat and a master's retreat every fall and every spring. Okay. We also... Um, we also can do them at other times of the year if there's enough interest. Okay. So, well, we will keep that in mind. I might have a uh, Ohio contingent coming out. So, and if anybody wants to find you, how would they find Castle Griffin? The easiest way is to find our presence on the web. It's castlegriffin.com. Coming up next week, squirting. You mean like girls squirting? Uh huh. Orgasmic girl squirting? Yes. <laughs> Live on the radio? <laughs> That'd be nice. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan.